Hello, and welcome back to this week's episode of Lit AF Relationships with me, your host, Sarah Cohan. I am a relationship and communication coach, and on this podcast, I talk about things that help you to heal your attachment style, to communicate directly in relationship. I just want to apologize for my son in the background. He just got home. Very exciting. And this is the only time that I have to record. So I knew this was going to happen and I'm happy it's here. (laughs) So what do I do? I'm a relationship and communication coach. On this podcast, what I do is talk about habits, tools, patterns to help you heal your attachment style so that you are showing up securely, lovingly, and supportively to yourself and also any relationship that you have. That could be friends, romantic, could be romantic plural. It could be coworkers, clients, the list goes on on family. Hi, family. One of the most important group of people in our lives, right? So today I'm actually really, really excited. I've been thinking about this topic for a while to talk about your new year's resolutions. You might be thinking, what new year's resolutions? Well, my friends, it is January 31st. And usually by this time, most people have fallen off their new year's resolutions. I myself used to be a person that set New Year's resolutions religiously. Oh, my son has something to say about that. (laughs) I myself have also been somebody that has guilted and shamed myself about not following through with my New Year's resolutions. We're just getting so much love from Mr. Miles. What I will share is that my past New Year's resolutions were always related to body image, my health, my fitness levels, what clothes I was able to fit into. And now I have to say that I've actually completely shifted out of setting New Year's resolutions. And I don't even set goals for the year until later in the year, February or March. And the reason that I do this is I just find the energy and my own kind of like mental like place in the world after the holiday season after the craziness of the holiday season is just not quite in the mood for setting big goals i find that january is a time for me for rest and just kind of a regrouping so what i want to talk today about is what happened to your new year's resolutions why they didn't work, and what you can do to be really, really, really gentle on yourself and start to make a shift in the direction that you want to head in. And I know you're thinking, what does this have to do with relationships? Well, what I say is that it's so important to show up in the way that you want for yourself in order to show up in the way that you are expecting and hoping and wanting your partner to show up for you. So by creating habits and new, you know, ways of living, we are really setting ourselves up to create trust in ourselves and then that kind of radiates out to other people. So this is actually a really important tool especially for the fearful avoidant because trust is their biggest wound. 
to actually build self-trust. So actually when we're setting New Year's resolutions and then we don't meet them, that can erode our self-trust. So it's almost like this rigged system, but like, let's have so much compassion for this because but let's be real. Usually after Christmas or the holiday season, we have overindulged. We have we have been overserved. <laughs> and it's time to pull it in, take a step back, rest, you know, maybe just like eat a little healthier to counterbalance all those cookies we were eating. I still haven't stopped eating all the cookies. <laughs> so today I'm just really gonna talk about one simple tool that you can use to start heading in the right direction. And it, honestly, this tool is like not at all what you think it's going to be. So I'm excited about that. Before I get into this week's episode, I want to share an intro. What I always share a little about about what's going on this week. And I have to say that last week I shared that it's just been, I've been in a bit of a rut for the beginning of this year. And then I'm starting to feel like I'm finally getting out of it. And this week, I have to say, I've I felt like I've I'm kind of getting out of it. I want to share that not only do I have a couple therapists, I also have a coach. I have all the tools, all the tools. I just bought a new journal. My coach just said that's my form of meditation, which I love. So I'm not saying this to like brag to you about like all the things that I have in my life, but I'm telling you that like I use all these tools on the daily on the weekly, sometimes, you know, but like sometimes it's daily and uh, it is just so profound. It's so helpful for me. I get out of ruts quicker, which is so amazing. And I'm feeling like optimistic and very sure about like, I have a clear vision of what I'm hoping is going to happen. And of course that can always set us up for failure. So I'm trying to be really flexible about, about what that vision is. We'll see what happens, but I'm glad to share that I'm feeling just a little more optimistic, a little bit more back to myself. Okay. This is my, the background noise is just hysterical. I have no idea what my podcast editors, I got to be able to do with this, but you know what? We're recording. It's happening. I'm a mom. Here we are. Boys are loud. Kids are loud. And I love that about them. <laughs> okay. So let's get into this week's episode. So New Year's resolutions, long time tradition, right? Usually set them, like I said, after a a month where we've really partied hard or we've really, you know, just had a lot. (laughs) And what's happening with New Year's resolutions is that oftentimes what we're doing is we are using willpower to get, like, actually meet the New Year's resolution. So let's say the New Year's resolution is to eat healthy, eat vegan, go to yoga every single day. If you are someone that has not gone to yoga every single day and all of a sudden... (laughs) You are waking up early to put on workout clothes, to go to a yoga studio and work out in the morning. This is going to be very hard on your body because think about it. Maybe like you had, don't even have any fitness routine to go from zero to 60 in one week, every single day is a jolt to the system. It can put you actually in fight, flight, or freeze. Like it can be such an intense thing for your body to experience because it's like, what the fuck? I like, maybe it's like, I like to sleep in. I like to have a very calm morning. Maybe you're like, you know, taking your coffee and reading the New York Times or something like that. I don't do any of those things. I don't have coffee. I don't read the New York Times. But this is just an example of like, maybe that's how you're starting your morning. And so what's happening with your mornings is, 
They're very like you are, are, are spending time with yourself. It's very nurturing. You, maybe you're getting some comfort from that coffee, the warmness of your drink. Maybe you're wearing like comfy slippers. So it can be very jarring to all of a sudden switch from that into yoga every day or like workout every day. And same with the food. It's like maybe you're not used to eating this like vegetable diet all the time. And all of a sudden you're like, all we're going to eat are, you know, fresh salads and no meat. And all of a sudden your body is like, whoa, uh, I, you know, (laughs) I'm used to a lot of different foods. I'm used to a lot of different variety. I use food as comfort for me. I've got this like huge sugar addiction that I'm working on. And for me, like eating sugar is excitement and novelty. And when I go to events with friends, it's like the thing that I actually look forward to, which is why I'm, I want to change my habits around sugar because to me, that's very much an addiction when I'm doing it, going to a social event and I'm looking more forward to the food than I am to like being there and being present and spending time with my friends. So sorry, I'm getting a little off track there, but what I'm trying to say is that it could be a huge change to your system to all of a sudden be like, okay, we're only going to eat fruits and vegetables, no bread, no carbs, no fried food, no nothing, nothing like that. And we're just going to do that for the rest of our lives. So your body, you can do that for like a little bit. Your body is like, okay, cool. We got that for like, but that's how you're using willpower. Willpower is such a powerful tool for a very short amount of time. So it can be used really well for certain things, but for New Year's resolutions, it is not, my friend. I'm so sorry to say that. I'm sure you already know this because you're already going through this. So what's happening with willpower is you're kind of just forcing your body into it. And you can do that for a while. Some people can do that for a long time. When I used to do diet culture, oh my God, I could do diet culture for like, I could go on a diet for like six months and I'd see so much change. It would be amazing. Then I put the weight right back on. So willpower can be very helpful, but it's not going to help you in the really long term. So what's happening when you're, when you're changing, you're probably already picking up on this. What happening, what's happening when you're setting a new year's resolution, using willpower to change your habits, what's happening. And the reason that you fall off is that you have conflicting needs that are actually more important to your subconscious. And listen, my friends, your subconscious is running the show. I hate to break it to you. The subconscious creates 97% of your thoughts. It is controlling what you do, what you think, how you feel about the world, your belief about your place in the world, your beliefs about how to show up in the world, what's right and wrong, what's going to give you comfort. And so all of a sudden, if you have a high comfort need, and you are waking up at 6.30 every morning to go to hot yoga and eating healthy food all day and instead of your normal comfort foods, eventually your comfort need is going to beat out your health and fitness need. And your comfort need is going to start to run the show. And if you just, you can kind of play with them together. The key here is to take care of the most important need Let's say that need is comfort first. It might sound counterintuitive, but if your most important need is comfort, try to figure out how you can creatively get that need met throughout the day. 
and then make one small, tiny, itty bitty, little, slow change. In the words of James Cleary with Atomic Habits, I've talked about this before many times on the show. What's the 1% in the direction of going towards a healthy, you know, healthy diet or, or a fitness routine? I hate using those examples because those are like the New Year's resolutions that I always used to set. And now I just find them to be like so boring. Like what would be a fun New Year's resolution that you could set? Like how can you make a commitment to have more fun this year? That is so exciting to me. So if your high need is comfort and over here, you want to be doing health and fitness, but then you have another need that's fun. It's like, how can you give yourself a dose of comfort in the morning? Maybe that means 10 minutes of extra, like just lying horizontal in the bed. Maybe that means wearing the most softest, like luxurious, fluffiest clothes to the gym. Maybe that means for me, I'm in a city, right? So I'm just thinking like transportation wise. That would mean to me like taking an Uber to get to yoga class instead of riding a bike or, you know, going on public transportation, something like that. Just like what could give you that little dose of comfort so that your body's like, oh, cool, I got that. I don't need that anymore. Like, next, let's get the next need met. I know it feels counterintuitive. So my son, my son's 15 months old and he's got this thing where he loves to cuddle and he starts to cry in the morning if we move out of the room and we're not taking him with us. And it's not just like he wants to be around us. It's like he wants to be in my arms in the morning. And what I'm, what I'm picking up as a mom here is that he has a high physical connection need, physical touch need. He wants to feel my presence and co-regulate with me in the morning. And that can be really hard with a morning routine to get him to daycare on time. But my most important thing when I'm like, okay, need to get him out of the house. But to me, it's like the most important thing to meet his physical touch need so that he feels safe, grounded, supported, and honestly, when I make sure that I'm like giving him that physical touch, hugging him, carrying him around, around our house, what's happening is he's getting that need met. So eventually he's like, okay, cool. I can move on to other things. Like I can go play with my toys now. I can go, you know, play with the dog, whatever it is. All of a sudden he just like, you can see like, okay, cool. I feel good. I'm ready. Now I can go toddle off and play with something else. So I don't want to judge him for that high need. Instead, I want to work with it and address it first. And I'm sure as he grows older, that's going to morph and change. And I'm going to try to support as much as I possibly can. And also, let's be real, like, accept the cuddles while while I'm here. (laughs) They're just amazing. There's, oh my God, I I melt. I melt with his hugs. Funny story. I was getting my blood drawn yesterday and he... I was holding him in one arm because he was so fascinated by the whole process. And he started hugging me and patting me on the back. And the doctors just thought that was like the cutest thing they've ever seen. And I'm like, this is the cutest thing and everything. Mama also has a high, high physical touch need. Oftentimes when I try to co-regulate after a fight or an intense conversation, a hug is actually what I need to regulate. So think about how you can meet your needs, your highest need. The need, and let me tell you, the need that's being violated is the need that you're going to start meeting after you fall off your New Year's resolutions. 
So think of it that way. What can I do to give myself some novelty in the morning, some fun, some comfort, whatever it is first? And then that way your subconscious is like, cool, we can go do something hard and different now. And then you're going to do that 1% change. So that 1% change is not going to yoga every single day. <laughs> That's not 1%. 1% would be like, I'm going to go do a 10-minute yoga video one day a week. That feels like 1% to me. Or I'm going to do like one gentle yoga class per week, and then I'll build from there and add maybe like a more intense yoga class. Just start there. Get curious. See how it goes. And I just really hope that you're so compassionate with yourself for falling off the New Year's resolutions. Because look, we all do it. We all do it. You are not alone. Nowhere near alone. You're in the best of company, in fact. (laughs) Okay. That's it for today's episode. If you are interested in working with me on healing your attachment style, understanding your needs so deeply so that you are getting your needs met while also allowing others to meet your needs in a very secure way, I would love to work with you. I do one-on-one coaching. And if you're interested, you can book a free discovery call to see if it's the right fit for you. These calls are zero pressure. My The whole point of this call is for me to just help you understand what attachment style patterns are really holding you back in your relationships. It can be things like people pleasing, using mind reading as a form of communication, or on the flip side of that, using passive aggressive communication style, using a passive aggressive communication style to get your needs met or to set boundaries. And I'll just share with you just the common patterns for the three different insecure attachment types and share with you a clear path for you to move forward to a more secure attachment style. It is absolutely possible to change your attachment style. I'd love to talk with you and see if it's the right fit. You can book your free discovery call at sarahcohan.com forward slash coaching. That's S-A-R-A-H-C-O-H-A-N dot com forward slash coaching. Thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate it. I hope you have a wonderful week and I'll see you right back here next Wednesday. 